This episode of the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast is brought to you by the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. If you're in the market for funny banter and great discussion revolving around the latest theatrical releases, check out the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or right at MidwestFilmNerds.com. Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John, and here with me today is Brian. Hey. Alex. Hello. And Gojo. Yes. While you're listening along, don't forget to do all your Amazon shopping via amazon.midwestpodcastnetwork.com. A small portion of the money you spend makes its way into our hands of the network and will help continue to bring you content that you enjoy. Uh, as always, if you like what you hear, even if you don't, please do send us feedback via email at midwestgamenerds at gmail.com or via Twitter at MGN Podcast. Feedback can be anything regarding games we've already covered, games you want us to cover, what you like about the show, what you don't, anything really. Just communicate with us, let us know you're listening, and fill us in on what sort of content you want to you want to hear. Uh, that being said, we do have some winners of our uh, feedback contest. We'll announce those at the end of the podcast here. Sorry, but I'm going to make you listen to the whole fucking thing. Um, but uh, today we're going to go over our top five games of 2015. But before we do that, Brian wanted to tell you how much money he wasted on the Steam sale. So, Brian, why don't you go ahead and tell us how much money you wasted? Not that much. I, I spent like $45, I think, yeah, and but got what did seven you get? games. There you so go. Totally worth it. What, what are the games, though? Uh, he just wanted to tell you how much money, 45 bucks. That's the important thing. Next segment, go. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a few early access games, <laughs> which I don't normally do, but they were cheap. Bought a couple yeah, survival games. They're not games yet. I don't remember all of them. I got it's the just Siege. Code. They just send you the code. <laughs> the Siege is definitely far from complete, but it's really cool in its state right now. Next update, we're almost executable. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll be sending you the install file soon. <laughs> the Long Dark works totally fine in early access. Doesn't even seem like early access. Uh, Does it actually have a mission system? I think that was part of it. Is like the uh, story. Is not done yet, okay. I don't think. But the yeah, sandbox mode works. Jason was talking about how much he really enjoyed the early access for that. So Yeah, I think I saw him playing it on Xbox. I didn't realize they had it on there until I saw him playing it. What else? I let's see, I got Cities Skyline, which is supposed to be what or Skylines, which is uh what SimCity was supposed to be, I guess, from my yeah. understanding. So yeah. I'm excited about that. It was only like twelve bucks. And uh, The Forest, which is another survival game, but like a horror survival kind of thing, where you're trying to fend off cannibals, I guess, in the middle of the night. I, Sounds scary as shit. But yeah, I just read the product page, never bought it or anything, but it, it looks yeah. awesome. I haven't played either of those yet. I bought those like later at night yesterday when I was impulse buying. <laughs> uh, AKA drunk. <laughs> Yeah, that too. Oh, I finally got the Banner Saga, which I've always heard good things about. you like about. how I had to pull up his list on my phone? Yeah. yeah. And Gunpoint, which I know is cool because I played the demo. And Antichamber, because we were talking about that last week. Yeah. And it was only five bucks. It's a sweet game. Yeah. So it's I'm really excited. Weird. I have lots of stuff to play this winter, and I'll have plenty of time to do it. So This kind of sparked an idea <clears throat> for that Brian came up with of a segment of a show or an, ep- an episode theme that we can play with. And uh, he was on the way over here. We were talking about doing an episode where we all do different early access games and we talk about the idea of early access and the fad that it's become in a way. So if uh, if you're listening along and you like that idea, send us feedback and tell us. Uh, but we're we'll probably going to do, do it, it anyway. Yeah. We, should, we should also do like a... Like a like an under under five dollar episode where we all pick a game under five bucks like on a, like Steam like a, or like a do the totally. cha cha. 
Does four ninety nine count? Yeah, sure. That's under five. five or under. Right? Okay, I'm down five with that below. too. Anybody else purchase anything or play anything cool? Uh, I finally tried out Splatoon. It seems interesting. I'm excited to play more. Sweet. Um, and I've f- finished the second act in Fallout, and I'm now very conflicted in what to do. But I don't want to spoil anything, so I won't talk much about that. Okay. And because you're um, at the point where you have to choose a faction, basically. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, and nobody seems too great, but. I don't know. Did you read the whole article about the guy who played the game without killing anyone? I saw it. I didn't read it. It's pretty intense yeah. because he yeah. actually breaks the game because the game forces you to kill people. Yeah. And so because of the way he was finagling his way through the game, it was screwing up dialogues and things like that <laughs> and causing things to spawn that shouldn't have spawned. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Just to get him, like it would cause an enemy to spawn just to get him to kill something sort of thing. Like hmm. it was really... Really interesting article. I started reading it, but it was a little you too long. You can actually you can watch his entire playthrough on YouTube. Like well, he's got the whole thing. I definitely like, don't want to do how that. How long It'll is take it? Way too long. I don't recall. I'll have to pull up the article again. Yeah, that's that's crazy, but awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. But his whole his whole point was that he was disappointed that Bethesda's not allowing players to play the game how they want anymore. Like they're they're forcing you to play the game in a specific manner, which isn't the idea behind the Fallout or any of the Elder Scrolls games originally. Like you could just play them however the hell you wanted. But now they're forcing you to do a specific thing, which is totally defeats the purpose of the game in, the, well, in, in mean, his eyes. Is it like you you couldn't beat old Elder Scrolls games? You couldn't. F- could you finish the main quest line well, by not killing anybody? Uh, Has that ever been a thing? Well, no. Usually, because the objective of the quest line is to kill somebody. Yeah. Um, although. Right, but even I, it's pot. Some of them, it's probably possible. That's the thing. Even he was getting to the point where he, like, the way he was doing it, basically, was instead of him killing something, getting someone else to kill something. Right. Kill, he would yeah. he would like have other things come into the scene to kill off whatever he needed. And I to and kill. I get that, but if his argument is that, oh, they're making me play it, this no, they're well, not. Well, it's uh, you don't have to play any of the story missions. You don't have to play a game with guns in it. You know. Yeah. Well, it's I. It's something I was gonna get into when we talk we're going to be talking about fallout later just spoilers for the podcast but uh it's i I understand the concern and i kind of i kind of not agree with the specific i want to play the game and don't not kill anyone because grow up come on kill people it's great (laughs) um like the guy who sat on his kid while he was playing video games the whole point of video games is so you don't have to sit on your kids in real life yeah (laughs) but um but it this it it, it it's kind of Fallout Four is a lot more limiting in terms of choice than the last ones have been. Interesting. Um, All right. And yeah, I'll get into it later. But okay. Well, anyway, that's it cool. was an interesting article. Yeah, I read it, and uh, yeah, it was. It's. I, I I always like hearing how people can manipulate a game to achieve a, a desired effect that you can't really do. Right, uh, it's not like he was game. he wasn't using console commands or anything. Like he was literally just playing the game but refusing to kill anything. And yeah. it's it's very That's very all cool. like it's the same concept behind like the summer games done quick or or right, whatever yeah. games done quick. You're not people, cheating, you're just yeah. kind of glitching the system. A lot of the speedruns are like learning the mechanical limits of the game in order to manipulate <laughs> it into allowing you to do crazy things, which right. is yeah. insane. But I guess it would be kind of frustrating. Like, I read part of the article. I'm going to read the rest of it later. But uh, I read that he had to restart because he backed the wrong faction. 
And that's kind of frustrating that you, you have to play it that specifically to be able to accomplish that goal. But yeah, I don't know. Anyways, any other games, Alex, or no? Uh, no, that's about it. I think I played a little bit more Disney Infinity 3, the toy box takeover thing that I was talking about originally, the dungeon crawler stuff. Yeah. The end of that just gets so stupidly frustrating. Like, it just immediately ramps up in difficulty, and it's not, it doesn't, it stops being fun at a certain point, which is a bummer, but, you know, whatever. Interesting. Difficulty goes to infinity. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I don't know. It looks like there's at least 35, 37 half-hour parts to this guy's run-through. Oh, Jesus. So... I don't know. Like, let me see this final final. I'm thing assuming here. he just goes through the main storyline. Thirty-seven is the finale, and so that I guess that means he's spending what about nineteen hours on the game. Which I I think the I read a Todd Howard interview piece or something, and he said they're basically aiming to make every main quest twenty hours. Yeah, um, which is a standard game length. Yeah. anyway. It's longer. So that than, makes sense. Longer than some. Um, yeah. Oh, what I, what I, have you played? Um, not really much that I'm not already going to talk about, except I did want to mention um, that uh, uh, Nick and I achieved a lifelong goal, and by lifelong I mean like the last eight years. Um, <laughs> and it was mainly my goal. I don't think you really care that much. And I think you've discussed this before. One hundred percent completion on Earth Defense Force 2017. Yeah, nice. Uh, um, and just so you know what, what that means, it means beating the game, beating 53 levels of the game on five difficulty levels. Easy, normal, hard, hardest, which is not the hardest, and then Inferno. <laughs> Inferno, which is so hard, Burning I couldn't hell. beat the whole thing on my own. I, I, but uh, it, was, it was a triumph, and it was, uh, it, it was a long journey of one of the most insane games I've ever played. And, nice. Uh, yeah. It's beautiful. I I have bronzed my copy of the game now. It's just hanging on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. Congratulations. Thank you. I played some Mario Party Nine. How was that on the on the original Nintendo Wii? Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, it's Mario Party. I bought it for Megan for Christmas because she wanted to. She wanted me to get her a game that we could play together. So, and I can't stand playing the Super Mario game where where it's like the four person. Yeah, drives me insane. So I figured Mario Party is probably easier. Yeah, slightly, oh. slightly more competitive at least. I mean, it's you know it's yeah. still fun, and they, there's a couple mini games now where like you're punching people and like trying to knock them off of the ledges and stuff, and it's just funny to be Luigi and you're like bitch slapping the princess. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I the the giant bomb guys decided to go back and videotape themselves playing like Mario Party one through four. Yeah, and they are just so angry about mario party now that is, it's is like, five the one that we have on gamecube i think so that's the best one because it has the domination game which is the one where you have to tap the a button as fast as possible to line up as many dominoes as you can yeah and drew got like 216 dominoes <laughs> in like the, like the 10 seconds they allow you to hit the button and because he'd sit there and he's got his like the fastest thumb in the world and he was <laughs> like oh my God. i've that, never seen anything like it before but that one ridiculous. to me is where they stop like that is the last good one because that's when they st- i think six is when they're like here's a microphone peripheral 
and like they started getting really stupid with the. I don't. I mean, nine's kind of. It's pretty much just the same, the same stuff over and over. The, uh, I I think five is the last one I had played prior to this one. So, but it's still fun. It. I mean, we're having fun with it. We do realize that the um, the computer players are kind of rigged. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not we, to mention that like the. The star distribution system of that game gets to be kind of ridiculous in yeah. terms of like, here's a random star for, you know, not pressing the left key once. Right. And like stupid things like that. Or like you use the most dice blocks. Here's five stars. And yeah. And it's like you use the least amount of dice blocks. Here's, here's another five stars. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that sounds like fun. Yeah, yeah it's kind yeah, of it ridiculous. doesn't sound arbitrary at all. But I, I also game. played some. <laughs> I also played some Mario Kart 8 again and i beat nicole twice nice can we great. play that sometime because i sure. still haven't tried it yeah birio card um yeah that even better i for some reason whenever i play like a set of four races in that game the first race goes horribly wrong and then the la- the, la- the next three are perfect so what is they i think they call that sandbagging where you intentionally lose and I then lower everyone's defense. <laughs> was no, it wasn't intentional because it would sure. basically just be like, oh, you're doing this jump right now. All right, we're going to throw a blue shell at you plus a lightning bolt and then also just have somebody hit you with a shell off of the ledge. <laughs> and it would just, I would, oh. I'd be in first place and it would be during the third lap and then like 30 people would hit me with all of their garbage and it was total bullshit. But then the other three go fine. So it's all right. Okay. Anyway, uh, so let's. Do you want to do you want to jump into our our segment now? Sure. We want to talk about the worst game of 2015 first. <laughs> let's just. I think we'll we should sh- save that for last. You want to save yeah. that for last? Okay, we'll right. talk. keep keep them hanging. I have right, no yeah. idea what we yeah. could be. So, if you've been listening, you've you've got no let's clue. Build suspense. <laughs> Basically, listeners, we all came up with a top five list individually of what games we feel are the top five of 2015. Um, so, who would like to start? Let's start with Gojo and work our oh, way shit, to me. Right. Oh, right, we're no, going to start on five. Five and, and then, yeah. five and then yep. just go around. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, see, I had six games. and <laughs> Well, one's um, honorable mention. Well, yeah. But he can't choose. Yeah. He's having a hard time It's deciding. It's tough. It's tough. Just but mash just the gonna, title names together and make it one game. <laughs> so number five is going to be uh, it's gonna be Godzilla. It's going mm. to be... Uh, really? Yes. Yes. The PlayStation 4 the release. The PlayStation 4 release of the uh, game Godzilla, which I'm sure none of you at home knew. I didn't came even out. touch it. There you go. I think I heard of it. It's not a good game. <laughs> I'm just going to come out and say that. It's a fun game, but it's not a good game. It is the it's as good of a re- recreation of a Godzilla movie as you can make on on a video game. Um, cuz I'm a fairly new convert to Godzilla. Um, Are there a lot of screaming Japanese people? It's yeah. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Nice. There's all nice. kinds of them. You can actually switch the audio from English to Japanese oh, if, you, really? if you so choose. <laughs> um, I think I would can you plug in way. a microphone and scream for extra points? No, no, maybe <laughs> maybe for the next game. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's just I mean you you play Godzilla as, Hero 2015. No. You play as all these lumbering monsters who are really slow and clunky, but if they bump into a building, it'll be destroyed, and it's just <laughs> It's uh, and it's just giant monsters just fighting each other. It's it's yeah, like I said, it's the closest thing to playing a Godzilla movie. Um, Godzilla movies aren't good, but they're a lot of fun. Godzilla game isn't good, but oh man, is it fun! Right on. Yeah. All right, my number five uh, was Galaxy the Dimensional. 
which okay. came out for PS4 and PC. Uh, it's Space Spelunky, which Space is Lunky? It's Space Lunky, <laughs> which is amazing. Uh, I still haven't beaten it because it's really, really, really hard, but it's a really, really fun game with great mechanics. And it's got a little bit of a learning curve to it. And the more that you play it, the better you get at it. And it's just awesome and interesting. And it came out like 15 bucks, which is, how can you beat that? Sweet. So that's my you number five. You can beat five. that with free. Well, that's Or true. anything less than $15. But still, it's a good price. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's my number five. Galaxy. Brian? I'm going to go with a game that's probably very high on your guys' list, Metal Gear Solid Five. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I did not... Un- yeah, like most of the games on my list, I actually haven't finished it yet, though. <laughs> but I've played enough of it to know that it's awesome, and I'm definitely going to go back and finish it at some point. And yeah, I'd never played a Metal Gear game before, and so, I mean, I know this one's a lot different than the previous iterations, but it's 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 just a great stealth game. It's just so much fun. Mm-hmm. So, five for five. Tight. Nailed it. My uh, my number five is Mad Max, and it's it's on my list because it, I really enjoy. I didn't beat any of the. I bought, I beat one game on my list. Just so you guys know, <laughs> I'm gonna just disclose that info right now. But Mad Max is number five because out of all the other games we played this year, it's one of the only ones that really stuck out to me. Um, I it, it's totally unique. I think and it has. Obviously, it's borrowing systems from like the Batman games. It's made by WB, whatever. Like same similar fighting system and everything. But uh, except like, that came out on PC and worked. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> but also, like, I mean, it's like uh, I think Pat had asked us online, like, uh, which uh, you know, which game should he buy next? Because he he won some money on, uh, or he got some money for Christmas for Xbox. And Mad Max is one of the games where he's like, is it too much like Grand Theft Auto? It's nothing like Grand Theft Auto. Like, just because there's car, you know, you run around in a car and you get out and you beat people up, doesn't make it like Grand Theft Auto. Um, but I, the car combat, I think, is something that's that's awesome, and I I really hope they do expand on that some more. I think an arena car combat game would be just amazing. Like, you know, for just bring back Twisted Metal, but use Mad Max. Like, I don't know, like that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, I just think it's a really well done game. The voice acting is great, graphics are beautiful, music's cool. Um, so that's that's my number five is Mad Max. All right. Sweet. Number four. What? Kind of like your caveat uh, for games we haven't you haven't beaten on your list. I feel like my list is kind of not the best because I've played like a quarter of the major releases this year. Well, I, I feel <laughs> like um, people don't seem to like. I want. I wish I had the time to beat all of these games, but I really like none be, of us even do. just playing them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, finding like, time to play them alone yeah, is hard enough. I didn't play enough. Mad Max. I barely played any of The Witcher. I uh, didn't play the Tomb Raider. See, but it's not like your top five needs to be. These are the five best games out there. These right. are the five games that you enjoyed the most. Right, exactly. That came out this year. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, you know. yeah, small diversion. There, so, if but, the next uh, one isn't Call of Duty, you can leave. All right, I'm just <laughs> sorry. I quit podcast. Sorry. Um, number four, uh, Fallout Four. Um, I know this. This, if I made this list when I was still actively playing the game, it would probably be higher. Um, but as we were talking about before, uh, after I stopped playing the game, uh, I stopped playing kind of because I ran out of things to do, and that doesn't happen really for me in Bethesda games. Um, Usually it takes like like 300 hours, and then I'm like, you know, I think I'm just going to 
pick take this a break back here. up in yeah. a year. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll be back. See if um, I can break but, the game. Mm-hmm. But um, it's like once once I beat the main story. Um, yeah, you know, most of my what I'm going to say about Fallout Four is going to be negative. I'm just going to say that now. I loved it. It's on my list. That's all you need to know. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it, the the main story is almost really all there is. There's no there's not a lot of side quests, and if they are, they're one offs here and there. There's no like side factions you can join. There's um, not really a lot of quest trees elsewhere. Uh, the settlement building is great, but it's like once you've got your settlements built, there's nothing more to do with them really, except protect them over and over and over and over again from raiders, ghouls that are halfway across the map and maybe some super mutants. <laughs> um, uh, and then to the to the point of the game doesn't let you play the way it wants. It doesn't let you play any way you want. It's not something I noticed when I was playing, but that's kind of because the game does a pretty good job of kind of taking you down a path. Um my favorite Fallout memory from any Fallout game was beating New Vegas because basically what happened was, I um, spoilers for New Vegas, I, uh, I killed Mr. House and took over his empire, but I did it without the NCR knowing that uh, I was in charge of New Vegas now. So then they think I'm still allied with them, so then I'm going through the whole story kind of playing both angles, and then at the end, this NCR general rolls up and he's like, hey, great job. I'm taking over from here. And I'm like, bitch, no, you ain't. And then <laughs> and then my army of Securitrons just rolls down the hill behind him, and he's like, well, fuck. And then they just <laughs> massacre the NCR, and I own New Vegas now. Um, and it felt so awesome because it was like I felt, I really felt like I had engineered that. I had played the game to achieve that exact effect. Whereas with, with Fallout, it's like pick a side, you're going to do exactly what that side wants. Um, and... And if you look at any like dialogue encounter you have, you're no matter what you tell them, it's always going to whatever you tell the person you're talking with, it's always going to achieve the same effect. Like um, there's a sarcastic response, there's a solid yes, or there's like a rude yes, and then there's <laughs> a I'm going to ask more questions about what this thing is, and uh, that's it. Um, you don't re- there's no real like skill checks like there in Fallout. You used to be able to like bypass entire missions just because, well, I can repair this thing. Like like Megaton. You could fix the bomb in Megaton in Fallout 3. And then it's like, oh, you're the hero of the town. Or you could detonate it. And it was based on what your skill was at the time. Um, whereas if you didn't have a high enough skill, you had to do kind of like a quest around it. Um, There's charisma checks for the dialogue options. But, but I guess you said it. the dialogue yeah. options don't matter that but much. Yeah, so. the, the, all that equates all that equates to is do I get more caps for doing what you're gonna tell me to do? Or are you gonna give me more information about what I'm eventually? Sometimes do? you can avoid conflicts that way. Yeah, you can, and I yeah. like that. But I think I think there should have been it should have been more. As it is, they focus, <clears throat> I think, too heavily on the action part of the game. Whereas Fallout's always been an RPG. Right. Uh, when Bethesda took over, it kind of became this action RPG, but still very heavily RPG. Uh, four is basically a shooter with RPG elements. And it wasn't really disappointing when I was playing it. It's a great game. I love it. But I have a lot of reservations about it. So it would have been higher, but now it's number four on my list. The game I just chat talked about. (laughs) There we go. All right. Uh, My number four is Until Dawn. Uh, Probably the biggest surprise of the year to me as well. And I think it's just... 
I, I was somebody who really enjoyed Heavy Rain, but this feels like the game that Heavy Rain wanted to be. And it's so dynamic and interesting to sit down and talk with other people about how their other games went. And I think it's very polished. It's just, it's it's a great game altogether. There's, it, it feels like you're playing a, a slasher flick or a horror movie. And I don't think you get that even out of like, it's a totally different feeling from like Resident Evil 1 or anything like that. So, um, yeah, I I thought Until Dawn was fantastic, and, and I think it's number four for this year for me. Sweet. So, Brian, number four. Brian's busy putting Until Dawn on his list. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no? What? Um, four for me is actually Fallout 4. Um, I mean, I had my fun with it for sure, and I'm by no means done with it, but uh, when all is said and done, like... I thought it would be like my game of the year and there's, it's not even close. I mean, it's fourth, but yeah. <laughs> that's kind of close. It's closer <laughs> than everything after it. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I mean, um, I loved the new setting. Boston's really well fleshed out. I think it's probably the best world they've come up with so far outside of maybe Skyrim, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I think Gojo hit the nail on the head there. It's it, it, I I don't I don't yeah. I mean I've heard, I read a lot of like Steam user reviews about oh this game is this isn't a Fallout game. This is just a fucking shooter. No, it's not Fallout. This isn't a Fallout game. It's like okay, whatever. Go cry in your code red. But um <laughs> but I mean, to an extent, yeah, it's it 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 feels like there should have been it feels like it should have been deeper, but it, it yeah, wasn't. Yeah, I, I think all of our expectations were just too high. They, yeah, they really were. Because, um, I mean, every every Bethesda game so far has pretty much met or exceeded expectations did, since, uh, like, Morrowind probably. Did we all get season passes for that or no? no. I didn't get it yet. I will. I'll okay. say that. Because I, I got it with my purchase, so. Yeah, I haven't bought it, but I, I'm going to. It's uh, definitely more polished than any other Bethesda game too. I mean, I've only had it crash once in over a hundred hours or whatever. Yeah. So that's See, pretty I think awesome. It's, it's very unpolished on the Xbox, but that's just, me. well, I got it on PC. Well, yeah. PlayStation <laughs> owners got, got screwed over last time. So now it's Xbox. I yeah. saw it on PlayStation yeah. and it looks fantastic. It, it looks great. just as yeah. good as the PC one. Really? I was okay. actually really surprised. The frame rate's not nearly as good. Yeah. There's, there's some frame rate hiccups every, depending on what you're doing. But, uh, for. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was, it's a great game, and it's fun anyways. It's just, I don't know. I can't even explain what's missing half the time. It's just it doesn't draw me in and make me want to play for 10 hours every day for, like, months, like Fallout 3 did for me, but I don't know. I mean, I didn't actually play it that much every day, but <laughs> I wanted to. You That's, wanted like, to. all That's I thought thing. about is I want to get back to playing Fallout. <laughs> But, um, all right. Sorry. Okay. Cool. Uh, my number four is Bloodborne. And uh, that's because this is a game that I never thought I would like at all. And it completely took me by surprise because I don't like games that don't like, I don't know. I don't know how to phrase it now because we've already had our discussions about <laughs> Bloodborne. <laughs> but it, it, it's 
normally I would enjoy a game that has a little bit of hand holding to it. This game has absolutely no hand holding to it, which is why I thought I would hate it. But I f- I love it. It's one of my favorite games of the year, and I think it's uh it not only do I the art style is incredible. Like it's more it's visually super impressive. Looks amazing. The audio too. The audio is Scary just terrifying. Like every yeah everything about the game is it's just really well done. Uh, and, and I really enjoyed it, so I, I wanted to put it on my list, made sure it was in there in the top five. So, no, no, you guys, neither of you have touched any DLC for it yet. Not yet, no. Okay. I mean, with again, like, with what time, like, do we yeah. really, like, we've got to try and stay as current as we can with this stuff. And, like, I kind of feel bad because, like, oh, we're running a video game podcast. But I feel like most <laughs> of the people that are listening to the podcast are in the same boat as us, where, like, they don't want to waste their time buying a game that sucks, so they listen to the podcast to see what we think about these games, and then they go and they buy them. So, like, if if we say as a group, like, this game's worth your money, like, go out and buy it, like, they're probably way more happy with that kind of result than like just going out and buying games on a whim. So, yeah. Well, and it's not like it's not like movies where right. it's like you everyone go, you spend is two like hours max, like a three hour time expenditure. Yeah, you spend yeah. two hours like watching it and an hour talking about it, and then it's right. done. Like you know, games we have to invest like days worth of time, and mm-hmm. when you're 31 years old like myself or 45,000 years old like Brian, it's really hard to find the time in your day to like figure out like, oh, okay, like I'm done with work now, like better cook dinner and I kind of should play this game, but I don't have time. I'm really tired. It's six o'clock. I'm going to go to bed. Like, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, Bloodborne is one of those games I think is worth it. I think all the games that I'm listing off are games that I feel are worth the the investment. So uh, time wise and monetarily. So, anyways, number three, Gojo. Number three. Uh, oh. <laughs> Shit. Uh, Dying Light. I'm going to say Dying Light. I'm just going to make the choice here. Um, not a game I was terribly excited for, I'll be honest. Um, Same here. It, uh, I, played, I played a lot of Dead Island, um, and I liked it. Didn't love it. Uh, and when they said they were releasing Dead Island with parkour, I'm like, I really did not like <laughs> Dead Island. <laughs> really, which is which is funny because this is this is basically Dead Island. But it's so but much better. So much better. Um, the I, I I think the ideal way to play this is to like play it by yourself until you really get a good handle on the mechanics and the and the world, and then you got to get your friends in with you because once you once you're playing with friends, the the fear factor is just gone. Right. Because you can run train yeah. on anything, but um, it's. I was amazed what a good horror game it is at first. Um, it's actually kind of scary. Oh yeah, uh, when you start out, um, and the the special zombies at night are horrifying. The whole any just playing at night, even when you're really good, is still re- it's kind of oh, yeah. scary. Um, and then just traversing the city and uh, is is a lot of fun. There's always something to do on the map too. Um, like I loved hunting down airdrops first thing in the morning. Yes, um, and then grabbing that killing whoever grabbed it first or if i got it first i'd be like yes champion of the world and uh and then i'd run off to i don't know free a base or something um or just just dick around like once i got the zip line it was like it's just a playground now um but yeah it's it was it surprised me um and i know they said they were going to bring out like a lot of free dlc or anything but i didn't really stick around that long to see if they did. Uh, they, they, they did. It's, it's mainly, um, it wasn't really missions as much as it was like costumes and things for your character okay. for like multiplayer play and stuff like that. But they do, I mean, if you if you have the season pass, 
they've been releasing things beyond the initial four things they announced. So okay, yeah, they they actually raised the price of their season pass from like fifteen dollars to twenty or twenty five dollars because they are putting out so much more than they. Yeah, like then they did. I I don't. But they're I, not again, they're not doing like a season pass two, are they? Because I've no, seen that. No. That's bullshit. But, um, <laughs> no, that's cool. No, but yeah, I um I was pleasantly surprised with Dying Light, and it's a lot of fun, and it's one I can absolutely see myself picking up and playing for a couple hours at any point in the future. Um, because it's just, it's just really, f- it's a fun game to, to like master. Um, and yeah, yeah. Dying Light, number three. Good game. Buy it. My number three is probably the only game that is on the Wii U on any of our lists, but Super Mario Maker is without a doubt one of the best video games of the year. Not only because it takes something so such a known quantity like Mario and gives it totally new mechanics with people making weird puzzle levels and auto playing levels that are just kind of like here's a ride that you can go on and watch <laughs> until you get to the end of this level and then Nintendo's being awesome and like adding new items and things to it and like bringing things from the other games into into Super Mario Maker like the game didn't release with conditional uh, question mark boxes, you know, where like if you have a mushroom, then it gives you a flower instead, or if you don't have a mushroom, then uh, it gives you the mushroom. Okay. So they've been adding in a lot of different things like that, and I haven't gotten to play around with that. that and it's like maybe if you have a mushroom, then it gives you a giant Bowser, or if you don't have a giant mushroom, then I don't know. But it makes me wonder, like, if they just ran out of ideas and they wanted to see what everybody else thought. <laughs> but that's <laughs> yeah, it's they're it's like yeah, of, we're kind of burnt out on yeah. Mario. Like, what do you guys think we should do with Mario? We don't and feel everybody's like, like making hiring a level, level designer level. this time around. Well, so I, we're just gonna. Why don't you guys obviously, make it was level. a good choice. Yeah, so. clearly, I mean, it's working. I they, think Nintendo's been losing a lot of the. They've been losing a lot of their fan base uh, since the Wii days. Uh, it, they've been going so casual. I think bringing back, getting people who are more into games with Mario Maker is is a great idea. And it, I think like it, that's probably it. Nintendo's always really creative with Mario games, like making new power ups and really mm-hmm. fleshing them out so that they don't like break the game in any kind of way, um, or that so that the power ups are actually useful. But on top of that the whole feedback loop of Super Mario Maker in terms of people making levels and then having people go play them and watching people play those levels. Not only was like watching the Giant Bomb Patrick Klepek rivalry extremely entertaining, but then having Rick make a level and I just get a text on my phone that is a picture of the level code, <laughs> which means go play this and stream it, Alex. Right. That's, it was awesome. It's really cool sitting there and just beating your head against the wall and a lot of the times, I'm limited more by the fact that I'm fucking terrible at Mario games. <laughs> it's adding a different level of the social aspect that these other games are trying to incorporate. So Absolutely, like it's yeah. a it's a major bummer that the Wii U isn't capable of doing any streaming because if it was, it would push Mario Maker even further into like, you know. So here's here's a question: Why do you think? I mean, I I'm not going to say Little Big Planet isn't successful, but do you think? Why, why do you think that has less of an allure to you or other gamers as Mario Maker? I think it's because we haven't had years and years of little big planet games made by experts that yeah. show us what a good little big planet level is. Plus, yeah. there's, there's no nostalgia factor there either. That's true. Yeah, like the nostalgia of Mario and just the comfort, comfortability of Mario 
Everybody knows Mario. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd it's be a, interested you think to it's know. A good, it's like a good intro into the idea of players making their own games. Totally. I would totally. be interested to know like what the average age is of the people playing Super Mario Maker or any any of the Mario like recent Mario games at that. You know, like what? How old are these guys playing? You know, and girls playing yeah. these games like. I don't know. I, I, I would I, assume they're probably on the on the older end of the spectrum because these are like the mechanics really haven't changed much. Like it's still like run, jump, shoot yeah. kind of shit. And so just the familiarity of that draws in these older gamers to play this kind of stuff, but it gives them new outlets to do it. And so maybe like I, I would just I think it'd be that be interesting to figure out like the statistics behind that sort of thing. That would be really cool. But no, it it, it was just full of surprises in terms of like how much of an impact it would have like i thought it was just gonna be a uh, little big planet but on the other hand like i never booted up little big planet just to go and play games that are play levels that a bunch of other people made which That's i true, know yeah. is something that that some people might do but the fact that there's like the 100 mario mode where it's like just spitting random user created levels at you and you have 100 marios to try and get through 10 levels or something like that like that the way that they've organized the game is is awesome, and it's just, it's great. It's pro- it's the killer app for the Wii U. If they launched this with the Wii U, I think it would be a bit of a different story. For How the much Wii is U. the Wii U nowadays? Two sixty. I'll, I'll Google it yeah. while we move on. But yeah, so that's my number three, Super Mario Maker. All right, number three for me. I'm a bit embarrassed that when we were talking about what we were playing the last episode, I completely forgot to mention this game, even <laughs> though that's what I had played most of the time. <laughs> um, StarCraft II Legacy of the Void. I really enjoyed the way they wrapped up the whole StarCraft story. You can get a Wii U for 159 bucks, Really? Without any other games, yeah. Hmm. Bare Bones Wii U. I am that tempted. That makes me want to go get one. It, I mean, I, yeah, have a, I, I have GameStop gift cards and Amazon gift cards right now. I'm kind of tempted. Is that just to get the one. refurb? No, it's a it's the Wii U Deluxe Set, 32 gigabyte, black. Nice. Include oh, it includes Nintendo Land, whatever that is. I don't know. That's the like Wii Sports of this gen. Anyways, yeah, um, I really enjoyed the original StarCraft and the, all of StarCraft Two up until this point was great, but um, it just. It had the most amazing and like perfect. The fuck, <laughs> John, John just exploded. I'm sorry. I like I like coughed and burped at the same time. <laughs> it's hard hey, enough Nick, for me to keep my. It wasn't a fart this time, dude. Thoughts straight here. Sorry, Starcraft. Go ahead. Who cares? <laughs> well, John, number three. No. Uh, are, yeah, are you done? I I don't remember. I didn't what I was mean to ruin. Now. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm really sorry. Starcraft is great. I have like some kind of nasal thing going on. It's really messing me up right now. I heard Just go play it. I heard Star like I heard the ending of Starcraft of of that game. Legacy is, of the Void. Yeah, is a little like it's a very Blizzard ending to a game. I don't know what that means, but just that I've heard from fans of it that were just kind of like, yeah, it's kind of just just stupid bullshit like not a great ending in terms of story to starcraft but in terms of a game it was really good do you kind of agree with that does that make any sense to you i think it was a perfect ending to that story i mean okay does it feel like the ending to because they were like we are making starcraft 2 it is coming out in three pieces does it feel like this is the end of starcraft yeah absolutely it tied everything together 
you get to use all three factions in, in the la- in the epilogue That's sections, cool. and you get to see all your your favorite heroes from throughout the whole saga. So, um, yeah, cool. And and the the entire Protoss campaign in general was just super epic. Like the music and the way they all talk to each other is just very. I mean, I don't know if you haven't played StarCraft much. Yeah. It's hard to understand, but it's awesome. Sweet. My number three is Fallout 4. I don't really think I need to say anything about it, though, because you guys kind of covered everything. Do you have Um, anything good to say about it? Because we didn't really cover that. (laughs) (laughs) Not today, anyway. Anything Uh, bad to say about it? I mean, it's funny because, like, listening to you guys talk about it makes me want to put it lower on my list because I kind of just letting that information sink in you know what i mean well the th- the, i mean i don't want to inter- interrupt but i, I mean still, the thing I, is i like the game and i want to play more of it i still want to finish the main story at the mm-hmm. very least but i do like what you guys are saying about it just being kind of like not quite fulfilling enough like i get that you know i get that now and i think like maybe that's part of the reason I think I don't like any of this doing the settlement stuff is because I feel like that's just filler. Like they couldn't come up with something better to do. So they're just like, why don't you just build a bunch of settlements and like defend them for fun? Like, and I don't find that fun. I find that distracting and annoying. That was like my least favorite part of the game was building settlements. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Okay. Which I know you're like, you're a Minecraft guy. So you love that kind of stuff. Like yeah. it's not my thing. So, <laughs> but I, I just want to play the game. I love building it. settlements. I hate building them in Fallout because the interface blows. Yeah, we discussed that on the Fallout podcast. If anybody wants to go back and listen to that, you can hear us talk about it some more. Um, but also, what was I going to say? Um, I don't remember now because I totally lost well, track. Well, I, I think it's... How's it feel? There's kind of a different... Um, <laughs> it's kind of a different feeling when you're playing it and then when you're... Like, when you're in the middle of the Fallout kick, it's like, it's it's great. I loved playing yeah. Fallout when I was playing yeah. Fallout. And then when you take a step back and in the kind of the the adventure kind of rushes away and you kind of look at everything from afar it it's not the same you realize there wasn't really that much there yeah um, i took not uh, to turn anybody off of fallout obviously it's on all of our lists and it's not moving so is it's it? still a great game dun, 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 dun. that's the thing though like Alex's i took number one is blank this year <laughs> <laughs> i took a break to play legacy they void Legacy of the Void, and then... Um, uh, Legacy of the Void. Legacy. Hey. Uh, yeah. ah. Mario. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I played that all the way through, and then I played Rise of the Tomb Raider. And now, like, the longer I've been away from Fallout, the less, like, I feel like going back to it. Yeah. I mean, I know I will. And once I do, I'll be sucked in again, yeah. probably. But. but, yeah, for me, it's like, if I go back to it now, what am I going to do? Um and where that's, am that's, I? And yeah, what was that's I doing? That's the quandary I'm at. I, I've started. I've thought about starting a couple new characters and playing a little differently. Um, like I'm gonna just gonna do a beefy guy who's all strength and he's just, he's a dick and he's rude to everyone. Such a big boy. Such Super a sledge big boy. <laughs> all the Huge time, dude. <laughs> and then I'm gonna do a guy who's just like charisma and luck, and he's just gonna smooth talk his way out of everything. I'm um, super interested in going through because I always saw people playing Fallout Three in New Vegas like this, doing a very a, a low intelligence run. Because <laughs> the dialogue options completely change. You just sound like a blathering oh, yeah. idiot. Yeah, which I don't think that's going to work in four because there's no. Yeah, it's all pre-recorded uh, and stuff. I yeah. doubt they recorded yeah, other lines. I don't know. I that's, don't know. You're they, just going to sound like a smooth talking idiot. I don't know. Hey there, Shrug. baby. 
<laughs> How you doing? Uh, Maybe they just much. pitch bend the voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like all the same slow lines. it down. Yeah. <laughs> Dialogue scenes take ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? Where am I supposed to go? Oh, sure. Yeah. There's a super. It, it's like mutant. when you. <laughs> it's like oh. when you hear dialogue in the middle of vats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 and then you boot intelligence is all the way up, and he's just like a fucking auctioneer. Yeah, he's like, hey, what do you bats? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, Fallout Four was my methadone from Destiny crack. So <laughs> that's true. It, it really, did work for it, me. It seriously pulled me away from. I haven't touched Destiny in two months now. Hey, it gets a spot on the list. I haven't. Just for that, I haven't turned on my PlayStation Four in two months. Just so oh, you wow. know. So can we really make a new category? Best drug for. Destiny yeah. users. Destiny, Destiny cure. cure. Yeah. So Fallout <laughs> did that for me in Addictal. So it sounds like number one to me. <laughs> no, it might not. Because number one is Destiny. It's not. <laughs> it's actually not. What? It's, <laughs> it's not. It's not my number one. But no. So that Fallout pulled me out of Destiny, which I think it did to a lot of people. And there were people online, like in the Destiny forum on Reddit, that were just like. People talking about Fallout, like removing them from Destiny is like total bullshit. Like they were like mad about it. Like, and then like a week later, they come back like oh, I haven't been oh, playing Destiny because I, I played Fallout. <laughs> but yeah, I don't. It, it's a great game. It looks. It, it's exactly what I wanted to an extent in terms of a new Fallout. I like the story, the dialogue, things you guys are talking about. I, I do find very disappointing. Um, not being able to play the game the way you know you really want to play it is something that I hadn't really dawned on me until watching that video or reading the article about the guy doing his playthrough with no kills and then like talking about it now with you guys like so but it's still it's a great game I enjoy playing it I'm probably going to finish it at some point in the near future I hope after I, <laughs> I finish Tomb Raider and other stuff but uh yeah so that's that's my number 3 number 2 number 2 uh Rocket League um which I didn't even realize was like applicable until like a couple days ago I'm like, yeah it came out in, shit in, this uh, came out in june, july or june, june or july, july yeah and it was free and i was like what the hell is this i was looking <laughs> at it in the playstation store i'm like what you hit a ball with a car yeah whatever at the library did you download <laughs> the up. hockey mode they added a hockey mode like how recently like last week Oh no! Okay. <laughs> like a few weeks ago, what? maybe um, I'm making that up that they added they, it already. It's but the third week you've talked about it. I th- I'm pretty sure they added it like before Christmas. Okay, I've. I mean, I. He's I, been I, saying last week for a month now. <laughs> I didn't see. I didn't see anything about that. If it, if this isn't something you just made up on the spot, I'll, Ro- I'll Rocket, download it. Rocket League Winter Games event starting December 14th. So is it just like a separate mode in the in the event? Because that's I'm. I'm going to be honest, I mostly play by myself because I'm a loser. Well, it replaces the, uh, it's called uh, Snow Day. It replaces the Mutator mashup online playlist. So it's an ice-themed field and a heavy disc-shaped puck. Uh, And apparently... Oh, God, I hope they add that to the Mutator settings. There's a bunch of items that you can get and win from it, but it's up until, like, the 4th. You can't get it. Oh, man. Starting at the 4th, you can't get any of it. But um, but yeah, yeah Rocket League, um, big surprise. Because, um, well, you know, you don't get any, you don't really talk about sports games anymore, you know? It's because, um, like, all the major sports are 
somebody has exclusive rights on them, and you, you know you don't get any fun football games anymore. There's not going to be another Blitz for probably ever. Yeah. Um, I just want to say, for a free game on PlayStation, it has uh, it's made a lot of money. Yeah, like in the millions. Well, I mean, yeah, you get you got a free month, and then you got all those people talking about it, and then right, yeah, uh, afterwards everybody's like, "Well, buzz. I gotta buy this game," and then they got all the DLC, which I don't know about anybody else, it's, but I bought it because it's made a revenue of fifty million dollars. <laughs> Holy shit! Okay, uh, yeah, it's all those hats. It's a uh, it's Can't a fun game. It's no. there's nothing. There's not too much to it. Um, I mean, you can. There's single player options. You can play a season if you want. Um, there's uh, the online play is a lot of fun. I haven't played too much, but um, and then uh, they're const they're constantly they're constantly updating it too. So there's right. They added uh, a couple new stadiums. They added the mutator settings, um, and it's just it's a really fun sports game, and you just don't get those anymore. They I are bringing like. it to Xbox too. Well, that's mm-hmm. coming out well, pretty soon. Good and there's Xbox. Halo items. <gasps> you can play as Warthog. What? Actually, I would, I would, I would like that. But yeah. I'm, I'm, is there know. a Master Chief car? Probably. It's probably a Master Chief helmet that you can put on your antenna. But uh, <laughs> yeah, just you know, like I'd like to see more games like that. Just simple, polished, and really just all about uh, making a fun experience. Yeah, totally. Rocket League number two. My number two is a game called Fallout Four. Oh. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> I can play this game exactly how I want it. As silent death from the darkness of the corner. And that's all I need from this video game. Fallout 3 and New Vegas was never about the story for me. Because I think they were both okay. But really unimportant to the grander scheme of the game. Mm-hmm. Where I can just roam the wasteland and find interesting little things and read through computer logs and see that everybody started eating each other at this gas station or just kind of like anything like that. Like those, that that's the beauty of a fallout game to me. And on top of that, you know, going through and looting these stashes from Raiders and things like that, finding legendary weapons that are super overpowered or have really sweet skills to them. That's kind of what it's been about to me. And not to mention, I've been doing it less this time around. Or, or not. This game allowed me to kind of divorce myself from it. But I don't have to sit down and min-max on a spreadsheet what skill books to read and all that kind of stuff anymore because of the way the level-up system is now, which right. is great. You can see. But I'm super need. tempted to go and sit there and fill out that entire perk chart like I want to get everything to 10 and get all of the skills and like I will sit here until I'm level 337 or whatever it's going to take to get all of that stuff um and on top of that I think and I've just I haven't beaten it yet I'm just ending act two as I described earlier where the story takes a really different turn in terms of well, at least Fallout 3. I can't really remember New Vegas as well. Where the entire third act of the game is dependent upon what you what what institution and all that. I shouldn't say that because oh, spoiler. What what, uh, what? It's not a spoiler, <laughs> but what uh, faction you decide to ally yourself with. And I'm sitting here like, well, I'm obviously gonna have to fork this save because I got to play through four different endings of this <laughs> game now. So. I don't know. It's my number two. It's 
everything that I wanted out of a new Fallout, and and maybe the dialogue isn't as dynamic as it used to be, but I feel like a lot of that stuff even was just like, and 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 I honestly I kind of thought that some of the checks in terms of like oh you try to amputate this guy's leg, but you're whatever thing your that medicine was, skill yeah your medicine skill one is shy yeah. one shy or something or you're so stupid that you managed to cut off more than you needed to but he lived anyway or if your like, luck is so good that yeah like i don't i don't i guess maybe those things aren't here like i was maybe thinking that i wasn't running into them but i don't really miss them that much because while they were fun it was still kind of multiple different paths to get to a binary choice of doesn't happen or doesn't not, and yeah. and you know, it didn't. I didn't think it was too big okay. of an issue, but but I I do see that there are limitations placed on it, especially as you were saying with having a voiced character and and having kind of a very distinct path for the story. But all in all, I mean, it it is it is an evolutionary entry in the Fallout 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 franchise, but. I didn't find it disappointing in any way, which, you know, so it's my number two. All right. All right. Um, going to go with The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt. It's pretty awesome. Another game I still haven't finished, but poured a ton of hours into. But, um, I mean, I think had I not played this game earlier in the year before Fallout, I would have had, like, different um, expectations of RPG elements in, in general. It's just I I don't I feel like The Witcher like it's just such an amazing RPG experience in general and just how you can actually interact with everything and I don't know. It's awesome. I wish you guys had actually played it so I would have somebody to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh I- I mean, it, it definitely has the best. I mean, the, it, it looks great. It plays great. And the the combat's a, a little bit clunky sometimes, but, I mean, you get over it, and there are options to to set it up in different ways that feel more comfortable for you. Um, well, and here's, here's Just an the world and the dialogue of, yeah, and the story. I mean, there's an instance of having a voiced character, but it doesn't really detract from your ability to no. role play in, in the world, you know? Um you can you can still make your you can make your Geralt wh- however you want him to be. If you want him to be just an antisocial prick, you can do that. Or if he's this warm-hearted, you know, wandering bounty hunter type sort, you can still kind of do that too. Um, so I feel like you have more character options in it that you can play, and you can kind of choose. Yeah, your how decisions you play your make a huge difference in that game, and. I mean, a difference of life or death for other main characters that you meet in the game and that you actually get to know, you know. They actually feel like real characters. And uh, that's just pretty amazing to me. And I, that's probably highest on my list of games I'm going to go back to next to actually finish because I've got at least a third of that game left to play through. And I hear it's actually better than the first part that I've played through, which is hard to believe. (laughs) The success of The Witcher 3 just has me more excited for their cyberpunk game. Yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to that because I'm more of a sci-fi person than a fantasy. That's the main thing that 
prevents me from getting into The Witcher is, is the fact that it's more of a fantasy setting than a sci-fi. It's setting. a different kind of fantasy setting than like playing like Elder Scrolls or something. No, it's it's, it's kind of it, darker and grittier. Yeah, yeah. It, it's um, more the, the whole magic element of it is just. But are there lasers? Than, uh, I don't know. Magic maybe. I, maybe I haven't found one yet. I don't think there are. You guys are lying <laughs> to me. There's no plasma guns. No. no There's robots. no Gauss rifle. I Do really. Gauss rifle in Fallout? No Gauss oh. rifle. Don't give a shit. Gauss rifle's so good. Yeah. Going back to Fallout. I which still we haven't all gotten hated, one apparently. yet. Yeah. <laughs> really? You oh, haters. Sure. No, I haven't found one yet. It's nice one. in the game, too, that you are like. you have a profession and you actually follow it to make money, you know? Yeah. And that, I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. Like the, the monster hunting element of it is interesting. Just how you have to track them down and, and how they all have their own ways to actually like, yeah. kill them. They all have their own weaknesses and their own types of traps. That and certain this, spells but like studying the, the bestiary yeah. to like actually take down the, the, yeah. the different monsters is the coolest aspect. That's always been a part of the games. Yeah. But um, I feel like it's just better implemented this time around. Yeah. I think I think it fits better into an, into an open world style game. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. I've said enough about that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my number two is Rise of the Tomb Raider. And what? It's, it's not number one. What? Because I haven't beaten it yet. You lied last I know. week. Then. Well, in the only sorry, reason, listeners. The only reason I'm saying <laughs> that is because I haven't beaten it yet, so I really can't give it the number one status because I haven't beaten it. All right. So that being said, everyone probably did, knows like what the one game that I've beaten this year is. Yeah, other, does anybody other than Destiny? Oh. Um, but yeah, so uh, Rise oh, of the yeah. Tomb Raider is super badass. I love it. I want to keep playing it. I'm probably about. 45% through with it at the moment. Um, I really, it's just, it's everything I loved about the first game all over again on next gen system. And I didn't have to upgrade my PC to make it work. So I love it. And I can't wait to see what they do with it from here on out. Like I was saying on the last episode, I really hope they go the route of giving you the options. I like, I just want to be an archeologist. I just want to go to different locations and like solve puzzles and dig up cool shit and like look like i like the historical aspect despite the fact that it's like fake history that they're throwing at you like i love that like that's why i liked reading all those stupid dan brown books in like 2003 <laughs> like <laughs> that kind of shit like it, I'm, I'm i'm into that so i'm hoping they go that route in the future with this franchise just make it more about like they could make it about real history if they wanted to you know like so you just want the Illuminati, is what you're saying? No, what I'm saying so you is just I'm, want kinda, Assassin's Creed? I'm done with the murderous cult thing. Like, I don't want any more murderous cult. I'm over that. I want to just solve cool puzzles and go through sweet dungeons and, like, fight jungle animals. Like, that. I love those aspects of the game. And it's I just it's really well done, and I love it, and I want more. Crystal Dynamics, listen to my Tomb Raider Legacy idea. Just do that. Yep. Go back and remake the old games in this engine. Not even well. Boom. I mean, everything past three, I think, was kind of garbage. But if they just redid the first and the second, I'd be down for that. I would Tomb Raider anniversary. Just like a thirty dollar downloadable game that's all tombs. Yeah. Period. That would be sweet. Like bigger tombs, more puzzles, scarier animals, that kind of stuff. So number two, dinosaurs. Some dinosaurs. They have to throw dinosaurs. Did anybody play Lara Croft and the? Temple of Osiris yeah. or the co-op ones? I think I no. have one of those for free on one of the consoles, yeah, but they, I haven't tried yeah. it yet. PlayStation had one of them for free. and I, Okay, that's the one I, I haven't played. So We can all play it. Isn't it co-op? There we go. Yeah. I think it's four-player. What? Whoa. What? Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Anyways, uh, we're down to our number ones. Do do we, before we jump into number one, do we want to talk about the best or the worst game of 2015? Obviously, uh, save it's it for <laughs> 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 Yeah, our, our worst games changed. The best worst game. <laughs> the worst best game. Oh, um, yeah, okay. I, th- we don't have anything more to say about the worst game than we already have. I we'll, think. Just, so, we'll just save right, that we'll for last. It. We'll announce oh, you, it at last. Save okay, it last. we'll announce it at last. We'll yeah. save it last. All right, go, go for ahead. Go, Joe, you're number one. Do it, well, do, it, do a quick recap of your list. Uh, all right, number five was Godzilla. Number four was Fallout 4. Number three was Dying Light. Number two was Rocket League. Number one is Metal Gear Solid Five: Phantom Pain. Probably the least surprising thing I've had to say yeah, all day. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I don't have anything bad to say about this game anymore since you can get quiet back um (laughs) best game ever uh um just i i think this game really shows why kojima is one of like the two developers in the world whose names you just know instantly and instantly recognize their work as top tier it's like him and miyamoto they're the only ones who are in that top tier. You may know some other developers, but those guys always make. They're like just the they're the god tier of Japanese oh, yeah. game makers. <laughs> yeah, and like Miyamoto's like the happy, fun loving guy, and then Kojima's just like the dark yang to his yin, <laughs> and just but he makes like these really like I want to play that fairly, game. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! What if they like teamed up as like paranormal detectives or something Mario Gear Solid True Detective Season 3 oh Oh, man (laughs) but um, just everything in the game works so well with uh, I I will say with the exception of pretty much all the online shit Um, (laughs) (laughs) which if you uh, unplug your PS4 everything works so well most of that is probably Konami yeah we can assume that's yeah yeah. I, I think I I think um the game has some it it has the most its main flaws are found in how it integrates the the online stuff like the fact that i booted up my copy after maybe like a month or two and then i spent maybe about 3 minutes scrolling through the updates and then scrolling through all the shit that i had lost from people assaulting my my fob i wonder if i've um, lost anything yet or not you probably lost half cuz i still <laughs> like when i finished that game nobody had invaded me that's that's insane to me yeah but i mean just the fact that he can balance the fact that the game balances absurd shit like being able to lift animals out of a war zone with balloons and then <laughs> also tackling it's really number one just for that things. reason right just, that's it um <laughs> that's the one um it, it can cover every spectrum of what i'm looking for from a game um from freedom of choice to um to Great con- like action, great action, great controls, great story, great characters. It just it it does everything better than pretty much any other game. I think. Milk your salad. Cool. Five. Fan of pain. Alex, recap. All right. Number five is Galaxy the Dimensional. Number four was Until Dawn. Number three is Super Mario Maker. Number two is Fallout Four. And then finally, number one is also Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. Saw that coming from to a mile me. Away. This is a surprise because I was not ready for this game to be as good as it was. <laughs> I thought I was just going to have to throw all the story out the window because I never finished Peace Walker, and of what I did play of it, I didn't really understand or care about. And I was just kind of like, uh, maybe I'm just going to be playing another Metal Gear game that just kind of 
that will have a cool twist at the end, but in the end, it might not matter. But man, to me, Metal Gear Solid Five is peak Metal Gear. Like it will never be this good again. And it's this is just how it always should have been. It should have. It's such a great organization for a Metal Gear story that, uh, yeah, like I I can't say enough about it, but I don't have the words for it either. So <laughs> you can't see, but his nipples are hard. Yep. It's through like three layers. I, I can actually yeah. see it. Yeah. 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 I, I got to say, if um, we d- were doing a best introductory chapter award, that would definitely take the cake for me. That first part of that game was just oh mind blowing. Yeah, the prologue was cool. insane. But yeah, graphically, one of the most beautiful games this year, in my opinion. Uh, story wise, I enjoyed the story a lot. I know people had reservations about it, and I totally get them. But for me, I enjoyed it through and through um and just in terms of escalation of gameplay elements where you have games like final fantasy 13 come out and there's 70 different systems that they make you pay attention to immediately metal gear solid 5 takes all of those systems and introduces them in a logical order and allows you to get used to them before throwing you into something that you don't understand i i think that's that's just as good a sign of how good Kojima is at making games. It's not just like the weird and out there shit that he can do. And yep. it's the fact that he can make such a pun intended, a solid game experience. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, um, I mean, it's just so perfect. It's so expert, expertly crafted. And then yeah. like, yeah, you, you're not getting dropped in and you have to no. figure out how all these different systems work. He's exactly. teaching you how to play the game and he does it extremely well. Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> Brian just like James Brown that like ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's hold it together. We're almost through yeah. a whole episode. We're awesome. professionals here, anyways. But yeah, Metal Gear Solid Five, Phantom Pain, fantastic game, definitely deserves number one spot. Cool, so. Brian. Number five, Metal Gear Solid Five. Um, four was Fallout Four. Three, Starcraft Two: Legacy of the Void. To um, The Witcher 3. And number one, I'm actually going to give it to Bloodborne. Also another game I still haven't finished, but that's due to my lack of skill, to be <laughs> honest. I don't know if I can ever finish that game, but I will continue to try. It, it's just so much fun, and it was so unexpected for me to actually like it. When I first started playing it, like, this is bullshit, and I set it down after trying for a couple hours, and I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And that's like a sign of a good game to me when it just infects your thoughts. When you have you dreams just, about it. Yeah. And you just a, have to go back. What a game to have dreams about. <laughs> and punish yourself over and over again, <laughs> trying to get further. It's just, I, I haven't been rewarded with a game experience like that in a long time. Like just how much it rewards actually getting good at the game and actually paying attention and understanding how things work. And, uh, it just and makes then you the feel other like ways a- where it just completely screws you over just to do that because that's what that game is. <laughs> like now the enemies are invisible. Yeah. Well. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but that's part of Bloodborne. Yeah, it's uh yeah, it's just an incredible game, and yeah, it looks and sounds fantastic too, as John said. Just the whole gothic styles, awesome, and 
different than a lot of the other games out there. So, and the multiplayer is uniquely Im- implemented in that game. I mean, they had those some of those aspects, I guess, in like the Dark Souls games. But this yeah. was my first Souls type game that I actually played more than twenty minutes of. So, uh, yeah, I found like actually being able to get help and when it gets really difficult was very helpful to me being such a novice at that type of game. But Clearly you just need the Zach buff to finish the game. Well, yeah, I might have to just, uh, just recruit him to help me out. Be in a party with Zach and it'll instantly go better. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I could play that game in a party. It requires way <laughs> too much focus. There's no way I could voice chat while playing that game. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else to say about that cool. game. I don't Bloodborne, think. Brian's number one. Uh, my recap, Mad Max, number five. Bloodborne, number four. Fallout 4, number three. Rise of the Tomb Raider, number two. Dying Light is my number one. Um, that game, I was so pumped for it, and it came through on every bit of pumped pumpedness, pumpedness that I had. <laughs> I can't talk, and I'm making up my own words. I Dying Light was great. I loved it. I thought the story was intriguing enough. I thought the gameplay was perfect. I, I loved Dead Island, and it, it, Dead, Dead Island had its flaws, but this game took all those flaws and fixed them, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and looked ten times better. And it looks, yeah, it looks it And looks runs better. Amazing. Um, it, and, it, and I'm really excited to see where they go with the DLC. The following, it, it comes out, I think, this first quarter from the research that I did. Okay. So it will be out soon. And that's supposedly a bigger game world, like bigger than the two worlds combined, like from the Doesn't first. Doesn't have vehicles, too. It does have vehicles. You get dune buggies, which is pretty cool. Um, so I'm, I'm just, I'm pumped to see where it goes because I really, it's just a great game and it's, it sucked me in. I played it 60 hours straight. It feels like, like I just nonstop, like the, I, I let some grades slip playing that one. That's for sure. <laughs> but, uh, it's it a was, game so good that it delayed dead Island too. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pushed it off the slate for the oh, year. That's true. Well, cause those, those guys aren't even doing dead Island too. It's somebody yeah, else is doing it. Well, no. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like they it compared was, the two and they're like, guys, no, they're like, no, we're, right. just, back. we're putting out dead Island again. And they just made a way better game. <laughs> right. Uh, we should rethink this. So. But, yeah, I just everything about it was great. If there's any improvement, it would be maybe bump up the weapon customization a little more. Because that was pretty, like, one-dimensional. Yeah. You know, oh, this weapon now has electrical capabilities. Big deal. Like, whatever. But other than that, like, it's just, it's flawless. It, it was my, my favorite game. So that's my number one. Every time you guys said Dead Island, I was thinking Dead Ireland. Dead Ireland? Yeah. That sounds terrible. I, I would say Dead Island, I mean, Dying Light. God damn it. Um, <laughs> Dying Light was probably my favorite co-op experience this it is, year. It is, yeah, like Gojo said, it's, it's super fun when you get co-op going. And we only, I think we... We the, played through the, through the first entire half of the game together. Yeah, and it was a lot of fun. And like, especially like when it, I, I know you like Gojo, you mentioned like playing through it, like on your own for a while to get used to it and then co-oping. I think doing the beginning of the game with other people because you're both fucking terrified playing through it. So like it does add that like suspense and intensity. Yeah. That like when, when you're trying to run from A to B in the middle of the night, like you've got and somebody else, you've got like a, lagging behind. Yeah, you've you got to like, look yeah. out for Fuck him. Like, every man for himself. I, see you later. Right. I, I do feel like with any with any horror game, it's just the the 
fear just naturally ratchets down a bit when you've got someone playing with that you. That game was still the, scary. It, it was still scary. The The only time fear went down was when you're trying to lockpick things and you had somebody actually watching your back. Like that. Yeah. That's when like I'm, I felt more confident lockpicking because I knew like Brian was like he sucked at lockpicking. So I would do all the lockpicking <laughs> and he would do all the defense. So like it yeah. kind of worked out that way. But um, it, it's just it's a great game. And I'm really excited to see where the franchise goes. I hope they do more and keep it rolling because they've, they've got something going. So, what do you think the sequel's name will be? Dying Dark, Dead Dying Island. Night, Dead Island, Rise of the Dying Light, War of the Planet of the <laughs> Dawn Dying of Light. the Dying Light, <laughs> Living War Light, the, the Streets, <laughs> Dying Dawn, The Squeakwell, Dead Dawn. dawn it's dying. probably just gonna be Dying Light Two. Yeah, or Dying Light dead again. Light. Dying Light colon. Is there a Dead Light? I think there's a yeah. Game there's dead, dead Light. light. Yeah. Okay. More dying lights. Decomposed light. Multiple lights dying. Light in critical condition. We could just cut this whole segment. <laughs> no, I'm going to leave it all in. Uh, honorable mentions. Let's go through some of those. I'll start. Uh, my honorable men- honorable mentions, Rocket League and Destiny the Taken King. I had to put Destiny in here somewhere, and the Taken King kind of falls in there because it came out this year. Uh, well, last year, technically, 2015, because now we're in 2016. Uh, but... I, I feel like I would be doing myself and other obsessed gamers a disservice by not putting Destiny somewhere on I this think list. Th- I think it, I think Taken King counts. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a major well, release. Well, actually, like I was gonna I was made gonna mention the, game just, the amount of the amount of time invested in playing through the game. Not not only just like playing through it normally, but when Taken King came out, like the amount of like time and just the level of gameplay we got out of it in terms of starting to do the raid yeah. with a, like a legitimate group of people that were raiding and like. The social aspect, which come come to think of it, like there's somebody on Reddit like had a post about how people play Destiny for the social aspect. Now it's not so much about like doing the the things that you do, as much as it is, as it is just getting on and like running through those motions. But having to interact with friends, have conversations, do these puzzles together, whatever. So props, I do miss that. Props to Bungie for that. You know, like allowing us a game where like. You know, the gameplay is almost secondary to the social interaction, which is kind of cool in a way, because I feel like a lot of these gamers, this is probably I'm not knocking gamers by any means, but like this is probably the most interaction they've had with other human beings in like a long time is like discussing these different topics and things revolving around not just in game, but like outside of the game socially, like through Reddit, through Facebook, whatever, like. Look at the Instagram account for Destiny, the game. It's insane. Like, these people, like, comment. There's, like, thousands of comments for every post that comes up. Like Five negative comments for every one positive one. Yeah, it's true. It's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> well, welcome to the internet, yeah. Right. <laughs> but it, you know. Sorry, I'll tone down my comments on the Destiny uh, Instagram. No, I don't. We don't care. You ruined my Gailer horn. <laughs> so th- <laughs> those are those are my honorable mentions. If anybody else has, they want to add. Uh, yeah, I mm, I super wanted to put Just Cause 3 on this list. Mm-hmm. Um, I literally got it like three days ago and, uh, it's, I, I love games with really ridiculous action. This yeah. has really ridiculous action. It's like right behind saints row four as far Whoa. as how absurd it is. Um, cause you get, you get like three main tools. You get a zip line, you get a parachute and you get a wingsuit and you can use them all at any point. <laughs> and it's, you're like super overpowered in this game, but it works because you you have to. You're pretty much out, out, outgunned and outmanned at every opportunity, and you have to use every tool so in your you arsenal. You have to be ridiculous. Oh, in order you have to, make to do it work. the most absurd shit. Yeah, you have to. That's cool. Just you have to use every tool you have to actually be successful in this game. And 
for all the ridiculous things you do, it always feels like you're you're on the run, and every moment is frantic. You're like never safe when you're actually attacking something. It's it's just a blast, and all the ridiculous things you can do are uh, so much fun. It's so much fun. Like um, I the first thing I did because it has like um an island that you can just kind of demo on while the game is installing. Um, first thing I did was I shot my zip line into a goat, zipped into him and kicked him off a mountain. No, <laughs> it was awesome. I mean, Leave sorry, goats alone, but we'll say it was a cow. Um, okay. cause I kicked a cow too. <laughs> later. Cow tipping in style. Yeah. Or you can zip, li- you can attach your zip line to the cow and then attach the other end to a helicopter and fly it off. <laughs> um, just I, it's, it's like the poor man's uh, fulcrum or whatever. Ful- Fulton, yeah, Fulton. basically, <laughs> it's uh, basically any game. I like any game where you can airlift animals. <laughs> it's automatically great. Um, that's but part of your criteria for being in the top yeah, five. It's it's an important criteria. Where uh, I see four games here that are failing miserably at their animal <laughs> airlifting capabilities. Fallout, but uh, it, it gives you yeah, fucking Fallout. <laughs> Can't can't lift off a rad stag onto the Pridwin. Kind of can if you have that baseball bat. Oh, that, that's true. Like, you can just like <laughs> launch it into court, <laughs> shoot it with a shoot it with a fat man. It'll right. fly. Um, but yeah, it gives you a lot of ridiculous tools, and you can do a lot of ridiculous things with them, and it's just it's great fun. Cool. And the map is probably like five times larger than GTA 5's map. Wow. Just I mean, Whoa. Just think about that for a second. It's absurd. isn't it like three islands or something? Yeah, it's got three major areas, and it's like an archipelago, so there's islands all over. But mm. yeah, three major areas, and the first two areas are huge, and combined, they're about the size of the third area, which is what I'm getting to now. It's the first um, time I've ever heard archipelago used not in reference to civilization. So, there you go. Have archipelago you ever... is your word of the day. Thanks, United States educational system. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I learned that from Metal Gear Solid, thank you. So, yeah. Yeah. Fox Archipelago. Exactly. Are there Did you have mentions? any other ones? Um, yeah, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on them. Keep yeah, talking and nobody explodes. Long, okay, yeah. It's it's a blast. <laughs> 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 um, that was loud as fuck. <laughs> GTA Heists came out yeah. this yeah. year. Okay. Yeah. Didn't get to play those nearly as much as I wanted. Me neither. Um, and I have reservations about them, but th- it was it's great. Um, GTA Online continues to just get better. Um, EDF 4.1, I got that as a Japanese import. Um, it was basically EDF 2025, but with better stuff and graphics and things. Uh, and then they released an English version, and now I'm, I'm stuck with a Japanese version of the game. <laughs> um, that's it. Alex? Um, yeah, I would put Bloodborne on my honorable mentions. Um, I still really, really, really want to go back to it. I just haven't had the time as of late. Um, keep talking, nobody explodes. Amazing. Rock Band 4, I want to put, just to say, it's great that they're getting all the DLC back in, and, and, and it plays just as awesome as, as the old ones did, so that's great, too. And then I just wanted to note, of the games that we actually reviewed on this show, uh, Halo Five and Batman Arkham uh, City are the or Ar- Arkham Knight or whatever the hell it was called are the only two that didn't make it into anybody's lists. They didn't or, deserve it. Or talking. So, yeah. unless Brian wants to list those as honorable mentions, they are not in my list. Okay, but Brian, what about I you? I noticed uh, actually, Mortal Kombat never made it either. Oh yeah, Mortal that. Kombat as well. Yeah, I don't know. It was good. It wasn't Mortal Kombat Nine. It's a fighting but. game, so it'll never be on one of my lists. Um, anyways. Not enough huge dudes for you. Yeah. Uh, Until Dawn, 
you reminded me. I, I was trying to work that into my list, and then I kind of just forgot about it momentarily. But that's definitely an honorable mention for me. That was a great experience. Um, I hope there are more games like it, because I mean, there's just not enough games of that style, in my opinion. At least not anymore. But, uh, um. I got Oh yeah, Rocket League was on my list for sure. Rocket League is just so much fun, but I haven't spent nearly enough time with it for it to actually be in my top five. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider as well, for sure. I mean, it was a lot of fun. I'm still up in the air as to whether I actually like it more than the first one now. I keep going back and forth. I think when we reviewed it, I said I did like it more, but I don't know. It's kind of like more of the same to me, which is not a bad thing. Right. Is that it? Yeah, that's all I have for now. All right. Worst game of 2015. Three, two, one. The The Order Order 1886. Go back and, yeah. Go back. That game was fucking awful. It was awful. It was the most shiny, polished piece of garbage I've ever played. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, and yeah, it was we, yeah, short. That, I think that's its only the only positive like, pro is yeah. that it was short enough to where I could just finish it and move on to playing other games. I didn't even within I didn't a even two days. It. it was so bad. I just couldn't <laughs> play it. I found it unplayable. Oh, I almost finished it in one sitting, but it I took two. It. I think it's funny. So like the way that that game moves almost made made me like not like it. it it makes me not want to play Gears of War. Cause it was one of my oh, most anticipated. No. Gears of War is the, so much the better. Same Gears, game. Gears is, the, is awesome. But th- this was know. one of my most anticipated games of the year, and it was a complete fucking failure. I think, I think the only difference between the two is that Gears is just longer. And it's more but fun. Lizzie and doesn't want us to talk funny. about the order anymore. It, She's starting it to hate it. It yeah. doesn't seem like that much fun. Um, <laughs> I did want to talk about some, some other disappointments. Just two. Um, <laughs> Let's do it. Hardline. Yeah. Um, it was fun, but it was whatever. all right. Um, I actually I think liked the campaign. It was the campaign, the campaign was better was, than I expected. It was, yeah, oh yeah, I expected almost nothing from the campaign. But I mean, the, the going around arresting people when you're a convicted criminal made no sense to me. But, no. you know. <laughs> um, I I mean, I, I can't come up with anything inherently bad about it, but it just I feel like battle Battlefield has gotten farther and farther away from the things that I liked about it. Yeah. Um, like the very defined roles and the the really multifaceted um, combat situations. Other now it's mostly just kind of being like Call of Duty. Yeah. Plus. Um, Other than that, the amazing hot wire mode that they added was great, but the rest of the multiplayer just seemed like a watered down version of yeah. Battlefield 4. And uh, I miss the hacking. I wish we could have played Hacker more mode. of the hacking. Cause Wait uh, for the next Battlefield and you can be the commander. Yeah, whatever. Uh, um, and then... Uh, Star Wars Battlefront. I don't know that how was, much you guys have talked about on the podcast. It was a bit much. disappointing. Um, I it's I'm gonna say it's not a bad game. Uh, I've no. had fun with it, but it is amazing how unambitious this game is. I they can't did, play it for more than like a couple hours at no, a time. They did the bare minimum of what we expect yeah. from a Battlefront game, from a Star Wars game. It's like it, there's there's none of the if Hardline didn't have the things that made Battlefield good. This has even less. I don't know who to blame for that though. Like, do you do you blame the you know developer and publisher? Like, you know, or do we blame Disney for the franchise and marketing? No. Like, um, I th- I think it, it comes right down to the game. I mean, 
what's there is good. So it's not, I don't think it's an issue of, of money or time. I think they, the let's, I mean, for instance, like the supremacy mode, I think is like the main one. That's like what used to be conquest. Um, is just really, really poorly designed. Like, yeah. there's five points that you all have that you have to capture, but you can only capture one at a time. Like, there's only one specific point. So if one, if the whole team is just camped on the one point you're supposed yeah. to capture, you got no prayer. You've lost the match. Um, and and there's no there are like there's like two vehicles maybe. No, there's the ATST, uh, and there's four starfighters total. Um, there's so there's vehicles are basically a non-factor. Um, there's no, I mean, the lack of specific classes isn't a problem for me, but the lack of different bit like styles of play is a problem. Every weapon you can get is basically a, a twist on an assault rifle. Um, there's there's like uh, no like heavy weapons really. There's like one kind of sniper rifle thing. So there's really no way to play other than like civil war style rush at each other. Um, and I, I think the the thing that made battle battlefront the battlefronts great and the things that made Battle, older battlefields great were the different kinds of play styles you could do how you could contribute in multiple different ways that's totally gone from battlefront um it's just it's shoot game and right. it's the bare minimum yeah, it's, of what you it, expect it lacks depth for sure but yeah. it, it is still fun oh, it's yeah. definitely the most uh polished dice game i've ever played is they always have some sort of horrible bugs when they come out and there is nothing wrong with this game. It works fine all the time. Yeah. Well, when you keep the features to a minimum, there's not a lot <laughs> yeah, of QA I guess I guess that makes it easier if you spend <laughs> all your time making the graphics look amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the Walker Assault mode is really cool. Walker Assault's cool. Uh, but that's, that's like the only standout mode, in my opinion. Yeah. Because, I mean, I like I, I like the I like the Fighter Squadron, um, but that's because you don't have to... Because there's all kinds of like AI ships flying around. You don't have really have oh, to be really? the best yeah. to uh, best at flying a ship to have fun in that one. Um, but still, it's pretty basic. They don't, they don't do enough with it. I mean, look at the PSP Battlefront games, and you'll see even those are infinitely more ambitious. They had ambition, than, too, yeah. I yeah. expect good things out of the season pass, because, I mean, I mean, I didn't get it, and I probably won't get it until... I way still later down the to, line, it needs to be more than just a couple. Minutes. Yeah, I'm, I, I you know, still shouldn't have to pay 110. Yeah, dollars I, I totally understand right now. You can find it for like 30 bucks. So yeah, but you still. shouldn't have to. I'm just saying. I I think good things will come out of it. As far as I think, it's just going to be maps. Yeah. You might get two more play modes. Well, the the, the first the DLC that was free to everyone that bought it um, actually had one new mode, but it's not yeah. really anything. They already the said they're not doing like any more heroes or anything like that for the. There's enough heroes. Yeah, they, I'm f- I'm fine with the heroes. Um, that's I, I always kind of like it better without them anyway. Um, more vehicles and stuff. Well, yeah, cool. more vehicles. Uh, uh, definitely more maps. I mean, that's a given. I just but think the vehicles are interesting play modes. are fail on a fundamental level that I can't just get into an X-wing and take off. Well. That's the biggest disappointment. They could have the amount of vehicles that they have. Just give me like three X-Wings sitting there on the ground. Do you guys just want to review in. this on the next episode? I'm Fuck. actually surprised we didn't <laughs> We're review already here. it. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I'd be down to review it. I think I think it's a significant. I think we're just going to repeat everything we just said. Yeah, and that, would be I think that is our review we're of Battlefront. Twenty six minutes right now. That's oh, fine. Okay. That's top five of the year. We can be long. Yeah. I just wasn't sure how long we wanted to go, but you well, guys just kept going. Maybe you should add to the title if this is also our Battlefront <laughs> review. <laughs> <laughs> top five slash Battlefront. Yeah. Slash anyway, it didn't make any of our list. Spoiler. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, if you want to hear us review Battlefront for real, you can send us feedback via MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com or Twitter at MGN Podcast. Speaking of feedback, we do have some winners for our contest. Uh, the first winner, number one, Sean Welsh. You will win some cash money to whatever gaming platform you choose. And second winner, runner-up, Pat Swayze. Please do email us. Uh, let us know which platforms you'd like to receive your prize money in, and we'll kind of go from there. What are you doing? Oh, yeah. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, those guys won some money for sending in feedback, so I'm hoping to do a couple other Man, contests like that. that throughout the year. Um, if you send in feedback, uh, it can be about whatever you want regarding what we've covered, what you want us to cover, what you like about the show, what you don't, anything. Just communicate us. Communicate with us, not communicate us. Communicate with us. Communicate us. Let us know us. that you're listening. Uh, and also, if you're doing some uh, Amazon shopping, do it at amazon.midwestpodcastnetwork.com. A small portion of the money you spend makes its way into our hands so we can buy more games and stop spending our own money because we're poor. Um, other than that, Alex, what's going on with the film nerds? Uh, we just reviewed The Hateful Eight. That episode went up on Friday the 1st, so check that out. And then next week, I have no idea what we're doing. So, Not right The on. Revenant? Maybe if it's out here somewhere for oh. us to see. So, <laughs> yeah. Happy New Year. Uh, anyways, <laughs> so other than that, you know, I want to thank you guys for uh, being a part of the podcast and thank all my other you know, guest hosts that I've had here Ryan, Nick, uh, Corey's been on here, Jason, uh, all my buddies that help Matt. out. Oh, yeah. Brian's friend Matt came on. Mm-hmm. Thanks to him as well. Thanks to everybody who listens. Uh, we had a pretty pretty successful year as far as I'm concerned. I mean, we had, uh, according to our statistics online, and I don't know if this covers all of the platforms, but we had uh, a total of 2,785 hits on the website, which is pretty cool to me. That seems like a lot, but I know it's probably not. In, in this we want thing. double this year, David. We want, we want to double it up, so our New Year's resolution is to become bigger and better here at the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. So that being said... Thank you to everybody for listening. Please do tell everybody about us. Check us out on Twitter, Twitch, uh, you know, wherever you want to talk to us. Figure out a means to get a hold of us, and we'll go from there. Be All our right. friends online. Play games with us. Yeah, play games with us. I'm uh, Chon Constantine. That's C-H-O-N-C-O-N-S-T-A-N-T-I-N-E, I think. <laughs> Constantine. <laughs> I don't know. Yep. Brian's eldest goat on PSN and elder goat on Xbox Live. And Steam. And Steam. I'm John D1703 everywhere. Everywhere. So play with us online. You can even send us feedback there. Tell us how stupid we sound. Join our PlayStation group and do something with it. Say how you get invited to the community 10 times an hour. Parents or something. Yeah. That's what they do online. Anyways, thanks again. Peace out. Peace out.